0: We wanted to get your expertise on this from your perspective. Do you believe that Seattle will listen this offseason on those starting pitchers that they have a surplus with?
1: Yeah, I think they have to. Um, You know, we kind of wrote about it a lot at the winter meetings, but the Mariners are having some problems with their RSN, and so they have to shed some payroll. And they did already by trading Eugenio Suarez and Jared Kelnick, you know, packaging him with two other contracts essentially – to kind of get that flexibility. But, you know, they don't have a ton of money to spend on the free agent market to get hitters, and they're not very good at attracting free agent hitters anyways. So, you know, they may have to go the trade route, get some players in that regard, get a controllable hitter, and use one of their pitchers to do so. And it could be Logan Gilbert. It could be um, Bryce Miller or Brian Wu. You know, we were even talking, uh, myself and some of the other writers, I think they'd listen to offers on Luis Castillo. Uh, if it was the right price, and if they felt like they could go out and sign a pitcher on the free agent market, they might listen for offers on Castillo. Uh, even though he has a no-trade clause, you can buy that out, especially because it's only a one-year deal, or one-year no-trade clause for this season.
0: All right, Ryan, well, you just mentioned two guys that tickle both of our fancy, <laughs> so I'm going to start with mine because I have been obsessed with the opportunity to get a Logan Gilbert for like the last six months, and you just mentioned his name. That price to acquire him, though, it, do, does it seem like it would be out of this world if the if teams such as the Cardinals would jump into the conversation?
1: Oh, absolutely! Because you're talking; you have four years of club control, you know, going into this year. He's got four years of arbitration eligibility, and he's going to get expensive because he makes every start, and uh, you know that's very valued in in arbitration uh, hearings and such, and arbitration kind of like the bargaining. So he makes every start, and he's good. Yeah, I mean, they're going to ask for a lot because everything that they believe in pitching, like the metrics and understanding all this stuff and continually trying to improve your craft, he embraces that. He's like their poster boy for it. So, you know, you're going to they gonna want three or four players, at least three players. And I mean, they're going to have to be legit dudes, at least one of them or two of them to give him up because that's like their gold star. The problem is is they also kind of know that it might be difficult to re-sign him in the future, like to sign him to extension. I don't know that he's really that interested in it.
0: Would the starting point be a Nolan Gorman for Logan Gilbert?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I think that's, you know, I mean, I just don't see where Dylan Carlson or any of those other guys is a starting point. It's got to be somebody that they know can step in right now and address some of the issues they have. Uh, And Gorman fits that because, You know, he hits, and he kind of, like, the stuff they want in terms of, like, understanding the strike zone and and valuing valuing that kind of stuff, Gorman embraces. So, yeah, that's who they want if they're going to get, you know, that's the guy you start with and go from there.
0: Ryan Divish is our guest here on 101 ESP, and he covers the Seattle Mariners for the Seattle Times. I'm curious, Ryan, when you think about what they're looking for, is it more position specific or the type of hitter that they're looking for that they'd, they'd try to acquire this offseason? Then they figure out the positions later on.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's position specific. They need another outfielder. But, you know, like they have a pretty good center fielder in uh, Julio Rodriguez, so they don't need a center fielder. You know they don't need a catcher because they've got Cal Raleigh, and they don't need a shortstop. They've got J.P. Crawford, but the rest of them, the rest of the team is largely unsettled. And I would think, you know, if you can upgrade at any one of those positions, you do it and just figure it out. So you, they're putting a premium on being able to hit first, and we'll figure out the rest later because they just that's what their their problems been the last couple of years. You know, they don't hit enough. They didn't. That's what kept them from the postseason last year. You know, even. The year before when they did make the postseason, they still struggled to hit quite a bit, and I think that's the thing. And like I said, attracting free agent hitters to come to Seattle where it is cold, where you deal with the marine layer and the ball doesn't fly in April and May, that's just not attractive to to free agent hitters. And you throw in the travel factor and the facts that they've, they've not really won a lot. You know, I can see why people don't want to go there.
0: Ryan, I, out of curiosity, do, do you think there is one starting pitcher in their rotation that is most likely to be moved this offseason, or is this purely about what they're able to get in return, depending on what the, the return is from other teams?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I guess maybe Brian Wu or Bryce Miller. I'm trying to, you know, we've kind of going back and forth who they'd rather keep. Probably, they would probably trade Bryce Miller the easiest he's, you know he's kind of you have some questions because he is smaller on the smaller side. It is a high leverage arm, and you know it's a max effort delivery. Wu is a little more fundamental, so maybe they feel like he's less likely to get hurt. Wu's also already had Tommy John surgery, you know, and then came back from it. So I think he might Bryce Miller might be the guy that are most willing to trade. Logan will be the Logan or George Kirby the last for the most. You know, obviously Luis Castillo, but. You know Castillo has the the contract, which actually is pretty pitcher is actually pretty friendly. You know it's not it's not an overwhelming contract, and and you know Castillo, like if you're looking for a guy that can strike people out and when he's right, dominate absolutely dominate games. I mean that guy can do it, and you know you guys have seen it in the in the NL Central when he was at the Reds. When he's right, when he's right, he's unhittable.
0: Yeah, we, we've seen it for, for years, and it was very nice to get him out of the division, to say the least. Um, at, at a, when, when you look at Miller and Wu, you know more about them, certainly, uh, watching them uh, every fifth day this year than, than we do here in St. Louis, and then covering them as they were coming up through the system. How do they project? Like, if you, Are they future threes? Is the hope that they can eventually lead a staff? What, how do you see their projection long term?
1: I don't think they're projecting it higher than a three. I mean, there was a long time where they projected Bryce Miller to be more of a reliever because of his build, and they didn't know if he could carry velocity through a season. And, you know, even last year, when he hit about 90 pitches or 85 pitches, we saw the fastball dip a couple ticks in miles per hour. Um, you know, Wu, Wu doesn't have a secondary pitches maybe that he needs um, to, to – Really, kind of get going. Uh, Sorry, my headphones. Uh, he doesn't really have the. Wu doesn't have the secondary pitches yet. He struggled. Hitters. And Miller did a little bit too. That's the. They they're far from finished products. I mean, that's thing. They could be better, and there are guys that really embrace kind of like working at it and adding pitches. Like they both added two scene fastballs in the middle of the year, but um, but they're just not what you call finished product. So I, I don't know. They're they're probably number three starters.
0: Uh, Ryan Divish is our guest for just another minute or two here on 101 ESPN. You can, you can find his work over in the Seattle Times. Also on Twitter, at his name, at Ryan Divish, D-I-V-I-S-H. He covers the Mariners up in Seattle. Uh, Ryan, do you anticipate the Mariners trying to shed more salary the rest of this offseason, or do you think they've done most of their work in that regard, and now it's about trying to accumulate talent again?
1: yeah they said they're done um they said they're done shedding salary that they don't need to do anymore. I mean, I think they freed up about twenty million with those trades for this season and I think another fifteen for next season um so yeah, but I mean, like if they traded Castillo that's not about a salary shed. it's just about you know what they're trying to figure out where they're moving and maybe he's their best chip you know, and I don't know that that's all likely I don't you know I'm sure if you're Scott service you don't want to trade that guy but um, you know, they, they're in a different territory than they thought they were going to be in with their, um, uh, kind of their, the uncertainty around their RSN. So, you know, and I don't even know how much that deal is. They can afford to like their ownership can pony up a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to cut anymore. It's just, I don't know how much more they're going to add either. Um, and just, just because it's like, we've seen it before, you know, the cost of players goes up the longer you get into free agency because teams get desperate and they're willing to overpay. You know, and there wasn't a lot of great hitters on the market, so they're probably going to have to go the trade route anyways. They've talked to the Rays about a couple of their hitters. I know, they've, you know the Cardinals. they've talked with the Cardinals since last season about some of these guys. So it's not like they don't know what's out there. It's just a matter of kind of pulling the trigger on what they feel is the best deal for them.
0: Ryan, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, when, when you look at the Mariners and, and this staff, one guy that we don't talk a lot about because he didn't really pitch last year is Robbie Ray. Do they anticipate him being ready early on in the season? And do you think there's any chance they would try to move on from him before the start of the year via trade?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, if he had been healthy, they might have considered it. Um, but no, he's not going to be ready till I would think August. I mean, okay. he had Tommy John, in april last year and he also have the flexor tendon repaired a little bit so it was a little bit more invasive and he's also older so you don't you know it's not coming back quite as quickly as maybe a younger guy does from tommy john so i, I don't know i think they're kind of stuck with him for a while and they, they they're fine with that but um yeah i think you know and they'll shop relievers too that's another thing and they've got some really good relievers you know like I know Tyler O'Neill is out there. They're not going to give up one of their young starters for him, but they might give up a reliever to get him and kind of help the Cardinals out, like move some, you know, alleviate some of the situations they're dealing with, but they're not going to give up a starter for him, I don't think.
0: Call it in. Call it in. We can go ahead and get that done right now, Ryan. Appreciate you hopping on with us today, uh, giving us a little bit of perspective on what the plans are with that rotation out there in Seattle. All the best, man. I know it's been a busy offseason for you guys up there, and uh, hopefully this uh, this allows you guys a little bit more certainty with what you're going to see moving forward. Appreciate the time, man.
1: Yeah, I think we're all just waiting for Otani to figure out so we can move on with our lives.